Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Gary gets here, walks across the dead ball line. Now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes, changes direction. This is Rugby League, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans. And still on for Manly. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom goodness! Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Williams. Today's podcast is presented to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. A couple of fresh faces on the podcast this season for us. Uh, a couple of they've been on plenty of times last year, but first 2022 appearances. One of them has a top finish of ninth overall in Supercoach. It is Michael Fisher. Fish, good to have you on, mate. How are you going? Thanks, Timmy. Yeah, really well. Thanks for the early plug. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll dine out on that ninth anytime I can. No, good stuff, mate. And, mate, how's the side tracking so far this season? Yeah, up and down, up and down. Uh, I was pretty happy with my starting side, the, the likes of um, Dylan Brown and a few of the key early sort of season picks paid off for me. Um, I probably got a bit short-term or took a few short-term gambles, which didn't really pay off. Um, and uh, now sort of around 4,400. Um, so coming into the buy period, hopefully I can make up a bit, bit of ground and get back inside the top 1K. Nice, mate. Yeah, you're in striking distance for sure. It's it's not. I mean, I would say it's not too hard because it's tough. But one big week can send you back in that one thousand spot pretty quickly. So not too bad at all. Uh, also joining me for his first appearance of the season, his relentless bashing of the super great spy in his argument. I just thought I had to get him on because uh, the people needed to hear his voice. It's resident funny man, self proclaimed. That is Nicholas Moon. Mooney, how are you? Good, Timmy. Good fish. Um, thanks for on. Thanks for having me back. First first stint of 2022, so here's to plenty more. Yeah, we'll see about that, mate. It's only early days so far. <laughs> we'll get you through this episode first. Hey, guys. Oh, Mooney, how's your side travelling? That's what I forgot to mention. The reason we got you on here aside from the spy bashing is that uh, you're actually doing all right, mate. Yeah, I've, um, I've had a pretty good start to the year for the first time in a little while. I'm ranked um, 1,056th, so... Knocked out a score of twelve forty eight on the weekend, which is um, which held me pretty well after the week before, sort of fifteen hundred odd plus. Um, traded in sort of Suwali and, and went early on Cody Walker just with the um, the the cost price of of how cheap he was, so that really paid off. Um, not having I suppose Xavier Coates for those last couple of weeks hasn't been hasn't been good watching everyone else that's got him. Rip and tear, but um, yeah, so no, track along all right, and hopefully just get through the buy period unscathed because I hate it. I hate the planning. You're just riding my coattails, mate. Those trades sound pretty similar to mine last week. Well, I'd argue I did them first, but we'll let you <laughs> take the limelight for this one. Yeah, I think we all are, Timmy. That's why we're here. Yeah. Well, that's right, boys. As long as you're doing all right. Hey, the Kuma Stallions, 1,290 last week into 803rd overall. So on the charge there, a few trades saved up the sleeve. Still only used one trade boost, so happy about that one. And, uh, yeah, hopefully claw that up a little bit higher into maybe the top 500 with a decent week this week. 
On today's show, we're going to go through the major team news dropped on Teamless Tuesday. A little bit of origin preparation, looking at the players that we're eyeing off uh, for the weeks there, but mainly the first major buy round being round 13. A few interesting people there. Hot topics of the week are round nine trades and skippers, listener questions. We'll also hear from Pat and George, uh, the sponsors of the show. I had a little chat with them this afternoon. They're actually sneaky Supercoach guns with some, I think, top 20, top 50 best finishes from them. Uh, they're going to drop their pod plays of the week, and one of them I'm particularly keen on. So we'll be into them later on in the episode. SC Playbook League, just quietly. So the top-ranked league in uh, Supercoach this season, the SC Hub Invitational, good crew there, averaging 11.46. Unfortunately, this season, uh, the Supercoach headquarters crew have – they're not allowing 10-man leagues to be ranked, no ranked. But SC Playbook League, which finished first last year, 1,150 average. So it would have us on top of that, discounting, obviously, the other 10-team leagues are – We'll get in Tommy Sanchez here on that one and see if he can get to fix it up so we can see where we're sitting. Shout out to Nick Coffey, Coffs Champs. He is lead, was the number one ranked Supercoach this week, got the $1,000 cash prize. Uh, he is, is also in our SC Playbook Unlimited group. Shout out to Troy from Roosters Pack, who held on to his good position. He's second overall. He's in our group. And Team Hoppo, coached by Luke, is in seventh. So keep up the good work, fellas. Uh, if you're not in our unlimited group, jump in now. Code is five one one zero three four. That'll be shutting off pretty soon. Uh, so get in before that happens, guys. Beers and break evens podcast with the guru is live. I also jumped on the bloke in a bar podcast. Been a busy couple of days. Uh, yesterday with Den and Kemp and the guru chatting straight footy. So uh, if you're not sick of me after this one, jump in and have a listen to that as well. Final bit of <laughs> final little note before we get stuck into it. Adam Derusi, the great man himself. Uh, he's in Botswana or somewhere for a couple of weeks. So we're not going to get his stats article for the next two weeks. So don't pepper me with that because we'll all miss that one. Fellas, major team news for the week. Nicholas Moon, I'll start with you. Payne Haas, ruled out with that AC joint injury. Uh, what is your plan with him? I think he's the second most owned player in Supercoach. Origin looming. Is he a hold or is he a sell? Yeah, I'm not an owner of Haas, Haas thankfully. Uh, I mean, he's back. Punching out some massive scores, and he just gets through an unbelievable amount of work. But I just had a look. He's sort of depending on, I guess, if you're a head-to-head or an overall player. And I think we tend to lean towards more of an overall player. But I think if you're a head-to-head, he's a, he's a definite hold. Um, I just think it with the they're talking one to two weeks. If it's two weeks, that brings him back against the Knights, which is a Thursday night game. I don't know, does does Kevy Walters rest him and then have him for the week later, which would give him a three-week rest up against the Titans at Suncorp. But then that leads into origin. So I think if you if you look at an overall perspective, I think he's definite sell. The problem is who to? I, I just don't think there's many good front row forwards to to really pick up on unless you want to go to a, a Papali if you don't already have him. Yeah, good call, mate. On the head-to-head players, more of a keep overall who are looking to – Jump a few spots during the buy period, maybe more uh, of a of a sell. Fish, you are an owner. What are you doing with him? Yeah, I'm going to hold Timmy. I have bigger fish to fry, so to speak, uh, for mm. this week. Um, David Fafida is, is the first one, and, and with so many cheapies to come in, uh, it's, it's really not urgent for me. I, I think as well, saw uh, some content from NRL Physio, talking about uh, the benefits of having a rest of, of the AC joint injury. So in this case, it's probably better that he doesn't play so he doesn't aggravate it. Um, so for mm-hmm. me, I'll, I'll wait at least this week. Um, same as same as Moons, like I, I don't really see any people to trade him to. I had a look at Papa Lee, but at the price, and I know he's, he's out now, probably best front rower this season, Papa Lee, but... He's about 770k and doesn't play round 13, so I think I'm inclined to to just hold off on that. I kind of wish I did employ that strategy that a few of you boys have, um, starting a bit lighter in the, in the front row forward. Um, so if it frees up a bit of cash elsewhere, I can see some some merit in it. But there's there's just no cheapies in front row. So if you can switch someone from second row to front row, yeah, for sure I, I, I can I can see that there might be a few trades there, but uh, for me, it'll, it'll be a hole. Yeah, nice one, boys. I am a very relieved <clears throat> non-owner of Payne Haas. 
if I did own, well, basically I don't own and I, I would love for people to sell him, uh, which I think basically suggests that. Uh, I think he's a hold, uh, as we said. He's leaps and bounds above sort of most front row forwards there, give or, aside for sort of Papaliti there. Um, as I said, it's an AC joint injury. It's a pain tolerance thing. So the week off should do him plenty of good. And I, I just think he's worth the hold and save those trades. Uh, Moon, you're a pretty bloody annoying Manly Seagulls fan like the rest of them out there. Tommy Turbo, um, it's not just a big inclusion for Tommy Turbo's buy prospects and coming back into the side, but it just impacts their whole back line, doesn't it? Not only the back line, their forward pack, they're just such a better side with him. Uh, and the, the point scoring potential of their entire side goes up significantly. Are you tempted to go early on Tommy Turbo at he's about nine point seven million break even one sixty odd origin looming? Uh, what are your thoughts? Oh, it, it's hard for me to run without Tommy Turbo as, as a manly tragic I am, and coming up against the Tigers, I mean he's got a break even about one sixty odd. I mean God, he could do that in the first half. I mean, <laughs> the, the, coming back into that manly side, yeah, I mean the. They've lost a number of forwards, but I think his go-forward from the back is just going to get him rolling. Um, Cherry Evans warming into origin. Kieran Foran, there's a question about question mark over his contract. I mean, with these blokes coming back, they're just going to grow, grow a leg. So I don't think I can go early on him because I've got Nico Hines and uh, obviously Pappenhausen at fullback, so I'd have to get rid of one of those guys. Um, Nico Hines is obviously the, the obvious option, but... Um, they've got a pretty good matchup this week too against the Shark uh, against the Warriors. So I'm not really too keen to make that move yet. If he doesn't match his break even, he's going to drop a bit of cash. But then leading into Origin, um, I suppose if you put him in now, that's where he stays. He doesn't. He probably doesn't leave your side um, up until round 25. Up until he gets injured, and then round 11 he can move him on. You already sound like the spy. Mate, that was his <laughs> call all last year. Waiting for him to get injured. Yeah, it didn't happen. Uh, no. Fish, what about you, mate? So Tommy Turbo, as I said, a couple of nice matchups: Tigers and then Broncos into the Eels and Storm uh, before the Origin period. Any temptation? Uh, and if not this week, what's your plan, mate? Like, do you, do you see yourself getting in before Origin if he goes big this week, or, or where do you sit on Tommy Turbo? Yeah, yeah, uh, I probably I'll probably wait until after Origin, but it's going to be scary. Um, I for this week my concern is that he uh, maybe gets an early mark. Granted, he could have 150 by the time he gets an early mark, but <laughs> still, that's that's less opportunity to score points. And then afterwards, I don't know. He, he could certainly put a score on on the Broncos, um, but they, we saw that they were much better last week. Um, and then Parramatta and Melbourne and round 13. I, I don't know that he's going to be backing up from Origins, so. Yeah, if I was going to do it, it'd be a short-term captaincy play, and I'm not too keen on the captaincy play this week because of other options. And mm. uh, yeah, sort of those other matchups don't really strike me. Even over the buy period, he's got the Tigers, Cowboys, and Melbourne. Again, the Tigers could be a big one, um, but that's immediately after Origins. So I think he's just going to have to wait, to be honest. And I'm just going to have a watch Manly games behind the couch. Yeah, Moon. Um, I was just going to say that Brisbane game, um, that's obviously magic round, and I think he tore them to pieces last year. So, I mean, he's two games in the next two weeks. He could could scratch 300 easy, and then he's got 300 points for the next couple of weeks that a lot of blokes won't, a lot of players won't have. Yeah, he's just a. Wait and watch this week for me, all right? Like, uh, the injury risk is probably bigger than anything. That 160 break even, I don't think that's that scary at all or much of a factor. It's kind of like he could easily go ahead and punch that out and you've got a, a, you've leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else for the week. Just want to see him get him through unscathed. If he does go out and hits 150, 200, we can reassess next week. <clears throat> because I'm the same. I've got Teddy and Pappy at fullback and neither of them two are going anywhere this week. So, uh, not one to worry about. Uh, we'll get to more of these blokes later, but Manly's back line. Parker and Saab are both out for a decent stint, which means Kula and Tui Pilotu, their job security has been enhanced significantly. Burbo, Benny Trebojevic is at centre. Kamalo Olikowatu returns in the back row from his one-week suspension. At the Bunnies, Isaiah Tass named in the centres again ahead of 
Tane Mill with an extremely low break even. Again, we're going to get to Cheapy shortly. Tommy Starling at the Raiders, benched in favour of Adam Elliott. Clear preference there from Ricky Stewart to play Starlow, 60 to 65 minute, minutes once the grunt is out of the game. If I were a Starlow owner, due to a relative lack of other options at hooker, I would just be holding through to round 13, the buy round, playing there, moving him on round 14. Shame he won't get his 80, but... Can still score well in that time before being moved on to a genuine keeper at hooker. David Nofaluma is out after finding a bit of form uh, in recent weeks for the Tigers. Fish, Dylan Brown, uh, thankfully back into the halves at the Eels after that travesty on the weekend, despite him being really good in attack. Defensively, him and Hayes Perrin were just shot to pieces by the Cowboys. Um, not really their fault, both playing severely out of position. Question from Richie Coombs. Are you sure Dylan Brown isn't a keeper? 63 out of position in a well-beaten side. I've got bigger problems. Fish, is he definitely a sell Brown, sort of, I suppose, leading into origin, or, or could he be a keeper? Yeah, I, I, I think he is a keeper. Um, I just think it comes down to what you want to do with that cash. Um, there's so many options in the position, and the Cody Walker option is just that tempting to, to free up the 200K, um, which is what I did last week as well. Uh, but if people have other priorities, Brown can be can be held. I mean, to put a he put a hundred on the storm in round three, and then um, that hundred and thirty one the following week, which shows that he's got the ceiling now. Um, and we know how important he is to that eel side just by virtue of uh, seeing when he he wasn't at five eighth. Um, so yeah, maybe a cheeky shout at um, center eligibility, although probably unlikely. Uh, I yeah, I don't I don't mind the hold at all. Yeah, if he got that centre eligibility, <laughs> I mean he'd be the most trading player by a mile for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm with you, mate. I think I also sold last week to Cody Walker. Uh, and as Richie asked, there's definitely a world where Dylan Brown is a keeper. I just think that the Cody Walker trade makes so much sense financially. Um, I think Dylan Brown to Ken Munster. I do think that's an upgrade. So you could hold Dylan Brown, but I, I do like it uh, as a trade. Mooney, Brian Toto named on the extended bench for Penrith. Mate, what's that mean for Talion May? Is May going to keep his spot if Toto is good to go this weekend? I don't think Cleary could really drop Talion May, or May go, as we call him in the, uh, the wrap-up. The Once pair have been flying on that edge. Yeah, <laughs> the pair have been flying on that edge. And, um, I mean, the metres that that um, May gets coming out of the back. They seem to really still like Staines. I don't know. There must just be this fascination with, with what he can do or what he's shown in the past. Clearly, he does seem to like him. Um, I mean, if Toto does come back, he has to go to that right-wing spot outside Crichton and the pair can just rip and tear out there and do what they need to do and then let May go do the rest on the left edge. And both those Panthers guys, um, they still hold. I guess we've still got to wait for the for the final team list to drop, but I, I can't see him getting rid of Taylor May. I'm with you. I'd be absolutely stunned uh, if Taylor May went out. I mean, it could happen, but I'm surely not. Uh, if, I'm with you, mate. <clears throat> well, I've said it week in, week out, but he, I think May's a keeper for the season, provided he stays on the left wing. Uh, and I was at Tago. They just hold through to round 13, and then round 14, we can reassess from there. Uh, the last one I wanted to touch on, Fish. Now, none of us are owners, thankfully, Billy Smith named finally uh, after months in the abyss on the extended bench for the Roosters. My question on Billy Smith is this. He covers round 13 provided he does play. Obviously, Teddy plays origin. Tupu probably needs an injury or two. If you're a Billy Smith owner, does he make way for one of these cheapies at CT Dub or would you be tempted to hold in the hope of a number for round 13? Yeah, yeah. Tough question. I would definitely be tempted to, to hold. Uh, I, I think the the roosters could click. I know we've been saying this for ages, but the roosters could click at any any moment. And I think he's he's got the potential to. to I still think he's got the potential to go big. Um, if if it was to someone, if it was your only option to get someone like Tarsin, who's bottom dollar, then. Perhaps I could I could see it, mm. um, but the the rest of the crop I think are all around a similar price, so you may as well just hold. Would you trade fish 
Will Penasini, provided you've got like a decent fourth CD dub to play, would you trade Will Penasini before for him? Uh, yeah, I think I would. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and then I think I'd just wait and see how it, how it played out because Penasini not playing the round 13, uh, I I reckon um, it's worth at least another week or two to see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you, mate. It's a, it's a tough one on Billy Smith. Um, you can just see him coming and busting out a good score in round 13 and all those who sold will be a bit livid. Or should I say all those who held this long and then if they sold will be livid. Uh, but... A lot of people won't have many options to get down to say Isaiah Tass, which in which case, as you mentioned, Smith to Tass would be a good move. Fellas, topic for the week. We're not going deep into origin, and the reason for that being is that uh, despite all the the pizzlings we give the spy, I don't think I've ever met a more organised Supercoach player on the planet. So he's great for this sort of stuff and the looking ahead. Spies actually started his 2023 buy planning based on what the potential uh, buy schedule could be and who could be buys and sells in that week. So that's how far ahead of the game the spy is. So we're going to wait for our full dive into that. It should be next week or going to plan. What we are going to do this week is help out with your trades by looking at the guys that we're we're targeting for round 13 um, and looking to bring into our teams in the next few weeks. And that's from the teams, obviously, that, that play that round 13. Um, and I suppose along with that, guys that maybe we, we want to hold, like your Tommy Starlings, for round 13 for that coverage. Mooney, I'll start with you. Uh, who have you come up with? And I suppose before we before we dig into that one, we'll get the teams up for it. I think I touched on it last week. Uh, the round 13 sides to target that are playing, four games, Titans, Cowboys, Panthers, Bulldogs, Eagles, Warriors, Raiders, Roosters. Moons, who are you eyeing? Um, written down a few names, none that are really um, jumping out and grabbing me. I think there's a lot better options in round 17 if you can if you can hold that long. Um, TPJ obviously is uh, is one to have a look at. Pretty cheap, and I think the spy might have brought him in last week. He was really good in that second half when he sort of just took it to the took it to the chooks. In round 13, he'll be up against the Panthers, who he played for for about 15 minutes last year. Um, so there's a there's one to consider. Um, Ewan Aiken, I mean, I sold him about three or four weeks ago, and he's he's banged out some pretty solid scores. He's really silky. Um, I think offload to Valia last week and, and obviously scored one for 100-plus. Dual position, he's another one. Um, Hamoli, who I think I probably might even get in this week. Mm. I mean, there's talk of him getting origin spot, but he, he'll need a big sort of three or four weeks. Um, Ruben Garrick's another I don't think we've touched on a lot. Um, he'll always be playing fullback, playing, um, I think, the Raiders, who have shown they just haven't wanted to tackle for a long time. So <laughs> scores pretty well at fullback. Um, and the last one, I think, Scotty Drinkwater, who we'll probably touch on a bit later too. He's one that he'll definitely have a starting spot coming around 13 with with probably Hamaso and uh, Val Holmes getting picked for origin. So they're the sort of couple I threw out. Um Obviously, trade boost to get him in. Thing is, you're going to then hold on to him for a little while after, especially the Garricks and Amolis and maybe even drink water to a degree. Yeah, like him, mate. Uh, plenty to consider there. Fish, who have you who have you earmarked for round 13 at this stage uh, and have plans to get in? Yeah, I alluded to it before, but I think the Roosters run is actually going to be primed to give us some really good price options coming into round 13. So if you have a look at their draw, they've got Gold Coast this week, so they could go large. But the next three after that, which are going to be the ones which are going to impact their price coming into 13, are Parramatta, Penrith and the Sharks. Um, Not to mention the likes of Sam Walker currently has a nine or something in his rolling average. So he could be, uh, who knows, he could end up around somewhere between 400 to 500K, um, still having the goal kicking uh, with the... Not a bad matchup against the Raiders. Um, Joey Manu, every year on the bye, covers for, for uh, Tedesco at fullback and seems to bang out a, a ton plus. So really tempted by that. And another little intriguing option that I always think about every year is can you actually pair Manu with Tedesco so that if Tedesco doesn't back up, you're going to get Manu's points Ooh. playing at playing at fullback. Yeah. Um, 
There is a slim chance as well, I guess, that Suwali maybe gets a run at fullback at some stage, but I, I think it would be unlikely with how Martin's <laughs> performed there um, when given the opportunity. Um, so, yeah, my limited preparation uh, for tonight just led me to focus all on Roosters players pretty much, and I think Moon's captured everyone else. So, uh, yeah, I, I reckon that's where I'll be looking because I'll be looking to get some bargain buys Um and if I can avoid it, I don't really want to trade out the premium guys like your Clearies and, and Co. Uh, because yeah. at that price point, I just think it's going to be that hard to get them back in. Maybe one of them can go, but um, yeah, other than that, I'm just going to be looking for, for cover because there's no one who can deliver points at the same level as they can. So yeah, long story short, get on the roosters. Yeah, like it, mate. My Joey Manu's probably top of my list as well. <clears throat> He's so hot and cold. Three tons in his last five games with two scores of 27 mixed into that. Um, but as I said, a great game there. The Roosters do fit, come out of that period against the Storm, Eels and Panthers, mm. which is pretty savage. Um, but, you know, Joey Manu, uh, he's, he's a very, very good footballer. Like, I think he can score well against good sides regardless. Uh, I think it's just one of them things that's going to hopefully work out for us timing-wise. <clears throat> I'm half-eyeing, depending on what uh, he produces in coming weeks, but maybe a maxed-out Xavier Coat, hoping around that sort of 700K mark. Suwali with a break-even of 80 and that 27 in his rolling average for a few more weeks. It could be a, like you could be going Coates down to Joey Manu or potentially uh, Daniel Tupu as well is, is not a bad one there. And, you know, bank maybe 150-odd K. So, one that I'm eyeing off. And then Ruben Cotter is the other one. If I don't want to go early on him because I don't trust the minutes rotation, full rotation of Todd Payton, but break even 39 this week, played 80 minutes last week for 75 points, for 75 in base, which is uh, madness. Big stuff from him. Uh, the other issue and why I won't be going on Cotter until round 13 is just origin. I think there's every chance that he may sneak onto the Queensland bench and be ineligible for that one for super coaches. So I, I probably wouldn't go early on him. What are your thoughts there, Fish? Yeah. So uh, just quickly, Timmy, um, uh, never missed the opportunity to chip you. So you said Suwali uh, with a break even of 80 there, um, just picking up where Adam Joyce usually leaves off, picking up on all the errors. Um, Probably because it's maybe, time job fish. Yeah, I reckon it's you know twelfth podcast of the week just starting to get weary. Um, yeah. And thanks, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me for my one and only podcast this year. Um, yeah, well, you've got yourself out of it because it was the politest chip of all time. Um, Darusi would have been straight into me for it, but thankfully he's not here. He's over doing something. Botswana. Yeah. Um, God knows. Cotter. Yeah, Cotter. I own and. Yeah, obviously stoked to see the 80-minute performance on the weekends. Uh, I'd probably, if I was going to trade him in at his current price point, I'd probably want to see a bit more attacking stat-wise. Uh, and I don't think those 80-minute performances will continue. Uh, if they do, leading into round 13, have to reassess completely and he could well become a keeper then. But, yeah, I'd, I'd wait and see. Boys, while we have uh, touched on Suwali, be it correctly or incorrectly, who knows how it came out, uh, 290k, negative seven break even. I I think we all – Mooney, did you buy him last week as well? Yeah, I did. I um, I went Penasini to Suwali last week. Yeah, so, so we all jumped on Suwali. Would you – hypothetical, let's say you boys donating this week, where does he sit in your pecking order of those cheapies? And we'll get to the other boys later in the hot topics, but negative seven break even, uh, past two rounds, 56 and 45 with a try against the Dogs. Do you, do we still think he's a buy or do we think your task callers, Tui Pilotus, uh, have, have succeeded him as, as priority buyers, Moon? Uh, I think the last two you mentioned, Tupelotu and uh, Cooler, it probably got a, it's hard to say against Suwali, but it probably got a bit more job security. Um, Suwali, like you said, with Billy Smith back and the Tupos and the Garmas, um, only young body. Does Robinson rest him at some stage this year if he's sort of getting through a bit of work? Mm. Cooler, I think he's going to be there for the whole year with Harper um, and now uh, Brad Parker going down. Um, he's shown he's a pretty 
wants to get his hands on the footy and um, Tupelotto too on the wing too, a bit bigger body that um, I think Des will like. I don't think you've missed the boat on him. If you're looking at a round 13 number, get him in for sure. Um, but then you've got to get him in and get him out again. Um, and is he then a bit of dead weight that you're trying to carry and offload after round round 13? Very interesting one there to consider. We'll get to a few more of those guys in a minute. Oh, Fish, something to add? Yeah, so I don't own Suwali. And just as you said that, I just got some nerves in the stomach. So that's probably decent indication that... Um, yeah, not only him could be could be a worry. Maybe it's just a bit of FOMO, but uh, you know we're, we're talking about uh, a real potential prodigy here. So, and he's looking a lot bigger and stronger this year. So, I think it's really just a Titans matchup that that worries me. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm probably going to find it hard to get him in um, with Tass being a bigger priority. So, see what happens. Yeah, like if I didn't get him last week, I would be prioritising Tass over him this week. Cooler we can wait on. His break-even's 30-odd, so we don't really need to jump the gun there. He's basing 27, which Suwali that is, which is not too bad. Um, but I just think there are so many good, cheaper, um, particularly CT dub options this week that it will probably make more money. Mate, I had that sick feeling last week going into the Doggies game where I thought you know he could ton up and make 100K just like that. It didn't eventuate, so you just don't really know. And then Tui Pilotta, who's a touch cheaper, he's maybe mm. for break, 44 break even with Tommy Turbo back. So and I think as Mooney touched on, as funny as it sounds and how quickly a week can change things, the Manly boys probably have better job security with all those injuries and you know, the dogs losing to, to the – sorry, Roosters losing to the dogs. So anyway, some big decisions to be made that could have big repercussions on Supercoach overall rankings, guys. I did speak to Pat and George today, and they have dropped their pod play of the week. Uh, the first of the two I'm very keen on. Here they are. A very warm welcome to our sponsors, Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. Guys, their support uh, has been so good for the site this year. Basically, it allows me to put the time into the website, the podcast, the content, all of that that I do. Uh, it helps us to keep the site looking slick and up to date. Major announcement coming in, hopefully this week, probably within the next couple of weeks, though. Uh, again, thanks to the support of these fellas. Paddy, Georgie, how are we, boys? Timmy, mate, good. Thanks for having us on. How are you, Timmy? Mate, I'm bloody fantastic. Hey, what a lot of people don't know yet, I haven't touched on it, but uh, despite being supporters of the site, you are Supercoach Guns. Paddy, you're a top 20 Supercoach finisher in the past. Georgie, top 50, so not as good. There would be a, a few bragging rights in the office there for Paddy, but... Fellas, this could be the year that that flips around or maybe the top spot. Who bloody knows? Hey, boys, this week, uh, getting you on, and thanks for jumping on the show, uh, wanted to get your a little bit of a trade thought for round nine coming up. Don't want the popular the buyers of Isaiah Tass and your Katoni Staggs and all these popular fellas. I want a bit of a point of a difference buy from your sides and who you're looking at this week. Maybe someone a little bit more lower ownership. So, Paddy, I'll start with you, mate. Uh, anyone you're eyeing off this week, uh, more of a pod play? Mate, I do love Katoni Staggs, though. He is a gun. <laughs> um, but, look, I'm, I'm a Manly fan myself, so call me biased here, guys. But uh, I'm thinking Rubik Garrick. Mate, He's a, he was a super coach star last year, obviously one of the top point scorers, um, you know, this season. He's he's doing all right. He's, he's averaging 57. He's, he's, he's consistent. Um, the thing I love about him, though, is he's only 5% owned, so not many people have him across the comp. Um, Tommy is is hopefully going to be named this week, if not in the next couple of weeks, back in the squad. And everyone knows that Garrick just goes nuts off the back of Turbo. Um, also, I like that Manly have Tigers coming up Saturday. Um, we're at home as well. And, and we've got Broncos in the next week as well. So, you know, potentially a couple of high-scoring games and can really get up your points there. So definitely I'm, I've got him. Uh, and I reckon everyone should get on Garrick. Christ, mate, yeah, good shout. I mean, we, yeah, with that decent draw to come, a uh, bit of origin coverage as well over that period. And as you said, with Tommy Turbo due back pretty soon, he's going to be a serious buy, tiny ownership. So, mate, after what he did last year, it could be anything. George, what about you, mate? Uh, anyone that you're eyeing off? Mate, I'm really liking Justin Owen um, from, the, from the Melbourne Storm, mate. He's never really been a super coach star, but um, but he's, he's always thereabouts, mate. The... The form Melbourne's been having, there is no, there is no reason at all why he can't 
keep up his form and score even better than than, than he has been. He's five percent owned, mate. Um, that's always a plus as well. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to be jumping on him myself. So, so I'm all the way with him. I think the Storm on the weekend had five of the top seven scoring players in Supercoach and they went pretty close to all turning up, which is just ridiculous. Like You cannot have enough real estate in that Storm outfit at the moment. Uh, it's ridiculous. And Olam, you're right, mate. He, he's funny. For whatever reason, he's never been a Supercoach star, but, I mean, Melbourne have put on, a, what, about 1,000 points in the last two weeks. Right. Um, so, mate, at low ownership, like him. Hey, boys, while we've got you, what can you offer for us in the SC Playbook audience? Mate, so look, we're not going to chew up too much of your time. Obviously, uh, your listeners are busy making these trades that we've just given you <laughs> on, our, on our top tips. But uh, basically, look, just like Supercoach, when it when it comes to your finances, you need to know your numbers, right? Um, and, and that's basically what we do. We offer uh, home loans across the state. It doesn't matter whether you're local or you're in a state, we can help you out, especially for your listeners, Timmy. Um, look, we basically, our job is to help you find out what you can borrow, how much you can buy for, and any little policy niches and, and things that might work for you too. We don't just do home loans. We offer commercial finance, asset finance, uh, car loans, even jet skis. Timmy, I know you like your jet skis, <laughs> mate. We, we can help out listeners with any sort of equipment finance or anything like that. Um, basically, for your listeners, we're doing a special. We're doing a free consult so you can know your numbers um, that's our big grab. All you've got to do is is give us a call and, and quote Super Coach Playbook or SC Playbook and, and we'll help you out. Mate, I need a few few more subscriptions to SC Playbook before I start thinking about buying jet skis and throwing one on the, uh, <laughs> the, back, the back of the ute. Hey, Georgie and mate, how can they get in contact with you and book a consult? Yeah, of course. Um, mate, one of the best ways to get us on the phone, uh, 02 Um or alternatively, if you if, you, if your listeners don't don't have that much time in their hands, um, we'll slap our uh, we'll slap our link up um, to on your website to book online. Um, takes a couple of minutes, and they, they've got a book and to see us. Um, and alternatively, just get in contact with us through through our um, through our Instagram page, Pat and George Mortgage Choice, um, which will also pop up um, through your socials and the website. Um, and yeah, maybe even just send us a message through there. Yeah, Beautiful you'll, be, lads. Uh, you'll be plugging our face everywhere, Timmy, over the over the super coach <laughs> stories, our ugly mugs. No, you got better heads than me, so it's uh, nothing new to SC Playbook having a few rough mugs across the side. Uh, it's a free consult when you mention SC Playbook when you give the fellas a call. Uh, so, you know, at the very least, it won't cost you a dime early on, and then uh, you can go and chat a bit of super coach with the boys as well. So, fellas, thank you again for all the support this season to the SC Playbook website and podcast. Uh, and again, we might uh, we'll try you on later on this season for a few more hot Supercoach tips. Beautiful, cool, perfect, mate. mate. Thanks for having us on. Looking forward to it. Thanks, mate. Cheers, boys. Thank you, Ruben Garrick. Uh, Paddy's call on that one, and I was glad he brought it up. You boys mentioned him earlier, and I didn't want to touch on it, but Garrick with Tommy Turbo back. Seriously, he's held his own pretty well in Tommy Turbo's absence, but he's a he's a prime target of mine going into round thirteen. You know, we've seen him score well at fullback the last three weeks, 50, 80, and 76. He'll obviously play fullback in round 13 for Manly with Tommy Turbo out. Unfortunately, he's held value pretty well. He's still he's 626K, so we're not going to get him cheap. But, uh, yeah, I think he's probably even ahead of Joey Manu on my priority list due to Manu and the Roosters' run post-Origin. Uh, but, yeah, a few to look out for there. Guys, moving on to a few hot topics, and we will start with a topic we were on a little bit before, and it is the cheapies. We've touched on most of them already. Um, a couple that we haven't... The, the first question I have with Isaiah Tass, Mooney, is is he a must-have this week? Because, look, he's got a... There's some serious money to be made. In his three-round average, he's now got an 84-point game. Uh, the Bunnies draw Broncos this week into Warriors, Raiders, Tigers. Don't play round 13. Is he a must-have or not? Look, I mean, I'll just state the obvious here, but I think every side's different. But the reason I say that is I think you've got to look more deeper into that and think how many trades have I used, how many trades have I got left, um, have I used a boost, or what boosts have I got left. With the thing is, as this cheapy, we come to the stage now, if you've got these cheap guys, you then got to think, am I going to get rid of them so there's two trades gone? Or are they going to hold and be there for the rest of the year now? The idea of the cheapie is obviously 
cash generation, get rid of them for, for, a, for, for a gun. Um, but do you have enough trades to worry about that? Or are you starting to think, well, maybe I need to start holding a few trades and, and miss out on some of these guys and sort of antipod it and hope they you know, pick up an injury or, or fall back to, to some lower scores? We're a sick bunch, us super coaches, aren't we? Just wishing, wishing in the kindest manner injuries upon players. But, you know, we all do it and you're lying if you said you don't. Albeit, we want them to be mine and niggles. We don't want serious injuries on any of these players. Uh, Fish, is Isaiah Tass a must-have this week, or is there a world where you can go without him? Yeah, I think he's a must-have. Playing left-centre uh, outside Cody Walker, albeit that uh, Cody's still not looking as sharp as he has been in the past. Uh, we just know how lethal that bunny's left edge is. So my only concern with Tass is his job security with Tane on working around, but... I, I think it, it's a pretty small risk to take it at 170k. Um, getting in, yeah. I mean, and why I quizzed you on that, and it's as you said, Moon. It's, it's based on your team makeup because as it stands, he's not in my trade plans. And weirdly enough, you know, I think he is almost a must-have. But our starting centers are Stags, Graham, May, and Coat. None of them are going anywhere. And then I've already got Suwali, Kula, and Vaeli on my bench who are all playing round 13 and are all going to make what should be decent money. So I just don't know where I can get him in. And it's it's like I don't want a football game at all. And, you know, any Penasini owners out there, I'd be going straight to task of all those cheapies we named. You know, despite the fact that the other boys I just mentioned are playing 13, I just think task with that money he's going to make. Uh, as Fish said, on the left edge of the bunnies, Bloody hell, hard to pass up, but one that I think I will be at this stage. Uh, Tamari Martin, 205k, negative 22 break even, dual 5'8 fullback, fish, buy or trap? I don't think he's a trap. I think he's a buy. I think it depends on what your plans for the 5'8 position are. So. Yeah. The obvious move that a lot of people will toss up will be Elias to Martin. However, you, you then have to think uh, of all the, the guns available at the 5'8 position, how, how and when are you going to get them in? So I, I don't mind the play of getting Martin in and then waiting, uh, you know, letting him make his cash. Hopefully he hangs around in that side long term, uh, even when Tessie New comes back. And then uh, maybe it's, it's a bridge to one of the the origin guys who will be missing a bit over that period later in the season. So you just got to weigh up whether you're prepared to go without them um, over the next couple of weeks, um, which I, I think is, is pretty decent. I think Cody Walker's the guy over the buy period who can do the most damage. Um, I, I'm expecting Munster to get a rest or two here or there. Um, concern with Munster will be what he does in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, I, I think he's a buy. Uh, so, Mooney, we'll touch on two of the uh, the Bunnies players there. And first one is, is it time to go for Lachlan Ilias? Can you hold another week? And then that goes into, we're all Cody Walker owners, but there's a hell of a lot out there who aren't. So hypothetical, let's say you're not a Cody Walker owner. Is he a buy or was that 90-90 scored flattered by a 12-man manly in 73 minutes? Um, I think I answered this question myself last week. I got rid of Lachlan Ilias last week for Cody Walker. So, look, I looked at Lachlan Ilias. He hasn't set the world on fire. He hasn't been awful either. Um, he had that good game a few weeks ago, but oh, he's just not the player that seems to be generating a whole heap of cash for you. Um, are you playing him each week? That's another question I think you've got to ask. He's already made, I think, about 100K. Uh, just having a look. Yeah, 102K. So, look... Do you move him on to Martin and, and try and bank that hundred k and make another hundred to turn him into a um turn him into a Munster or or even Cody Walker? Um, answer your question. I think he's a must trade out. He doesn't play around thirteen, so there's not even scope to hold him for another couple of weeks. With and I think they've got uh, or Brisbane this week. Is it Brisbane? Uh, Brisbane this week. Yeah, Brisbane this week. Um, yeah. 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 Is Ilias? I. Uh, in my current plans, this could change, but Ilias to Timon Martin for me, uh, I am conscious of, you know, round 13 coverage, but 
it's going to free up some money for a big trade that I will be revealing very shortly. I'm sure you're on the edge of your seat waiting for that one. Fish, Scotty Drinkwater, 88 average in four games this season. He's just absolutely humming along. Playing against the Knights this week who have fielded a third-grade side, um, does cover round 13. Where does he sit for you, mate? Because he's in a pretty congested 5-8 position where Cody Walker's a good buy. You know, you've got Cam Munster there. Dylan Brown's going along great guns. Um, what do you reckon? Yeah, don't mind the pun at all. I probably discount the round 13 coverage a little bit because he has Melbourne and Penrith in rounds 11 and 12. So you're in a bit of an awkward position as to whether you're getting him in for a cash grab. Um or you're um, getting him in for round 13 coverage. Uh, uh, like, I don't even know if he'll be a play in round 11 and, and 12. You're gonna If you're going to yeah. pay that much, you probably have to play him. So for that reason, it's a little bit of an awkward one. The, I'd probably only do it if I was looking to run him for two weeks and then move him on to someone else. And then who's that going to be? Um, maybe Cody Walker anyway. So you're probably, right. you're probably better off saving the trade and going straight to Cody Walker. In my view, um, my only concern with Cody is obviously that form and, as you were saying, with the, the 12-man Manly last week, uh, whether that, uh, you know, flat, flattered him. I think it probably did. Um, but, again, like, a, you know, form is temporary, class is permanent. Look at the Bunnies run. Someone's going to play him into form, I reckon. So, yeah, I, I'd probably favour him over Drinkwater. Interesting, mate. I, I agree that I prefer Cody to him and I won't be getting drinky. But like I'm tried in my team's analysis today, I tried to make an argument against Scotty Drinkwater and I struggled a little bit because I think he can decimate the Knights. He can possibly do similar to the Tigers at Suncorp on Magic Round. As you said, from a points perspective, Melbourne and Penrith, look, it sounds weird. You don't even necessarily have to play him in your 17 that week. Um then plays the Titans in round 13. You're definitely not selling him before then. He's not a cash grab. You need If you're buying him, you buy him until at least round 14. It's as simple as that. Mooney, where do you sit on it? Because because of the way, again, I'll, I'll get to my trades later, I'm going elsewhere money-wise, but I can see why people are bringing him in. Moons, where do you sit? He's not... He's not a player that I don't think if you didn't own, you're sitting there worried about what's going to happen. Like like Fish said, they've got the um, storm a couple of weeks. Hamaso's the thing that's getting me away from him, I love the bike. I love what he does. And whenever he comes into that side, he just seems to you know score tries and break top, play tackles and, and score really well. Hamaso's sitting at the 14 this week. Yeah. I think he's named at 14, so... Well, Todd Payton's just as likely to play Hamaso for half the game or even start with him and push Drinkwater back to the, the 14 role. And then Hamaso's probably looking at a bit of origin. Um, does he start playing the 14 role moving forward? And then you've got a 600k bloke sitting on your bench coming off playing 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. There's a risk. I don't think Todd Payton can change what Scotty Drinkwater is doing outside at the moment. Like, he's been exceptional. The worry's there. And when you're paying top dollar for him, it's a concern, but how would you even consider dropping in the next few weeks? I, I don't think Todd, no, Todd, I don't know him that well, Mr. Payton <laughs> does, but he's just, we've seen what he's done with the back row and we said how good Nanai was and, and the Luke is and, you know, they're spending big stints on the sideline. I mean, Hamaso is their number one guy. He's the fullback moving forward in that side. I don't think he fits anywhere else with with Dean and... Um, um, you know, Chatty Townsend at six or seven, so I can see, I can see Peyton put him back at fourteen next week, even the weeks after, um, and playing him if that on that thirty-minute roll, that lock even. Boys, day uh, David Fafita will obviously be probably the most traded out player this week. Uh, who do we move him onto this week? Because uh, plenty of options, you know, there's, uh, we've got your Isaiah Papali'is, we've got your Cam Murray's, Angus Crichton is one who is quite cheap. Fish, which way, uh, I'm just looking at your team now, mate, going through. Are you a for feeder owner? If not, who would you be moving to? 
Yeah, so I'm a Fafita owner. Uh, I think I'd be moving to – there's an opportunity here to really free up some cash and make changes to your side where you need to. Um, so I'd almost be inclined to go down to Angus and utilise that, that cash elsewhere. Um, I, I think, you know, if, if you had told me at the start of the season that I could pick up Angus at the price that he's at right now – uh, I would have I would have jumped at it. So I I know there's a chance he might play Origin, but I, I think you can you can just get him and almost lock him in for the season. Again, risk would be that he might go back to the bench, but he was probably best on field for the or one of the best mm. on field for the Roosters last week. So yeah, that that'll give you about 100, 180k, I think. So that's got to be hard to pass up. Probably, uh, yeah. If, I don't know. I think Papali can probably wait at 770k um, gun as he is. You're not going to. Um, you're probably going to be looking at higher ceiling players for captains. So I reckon you're better off investing your money in some bargains like Angus. Moons, can you get your thoughts on Angus Crichton because he polarises me for a lot of reasons in Supercoach as it stands right now, because he's one of the best back rows we've seen the last five, six, seven years, however long it's been. <clears throat> My concern looking forward is that he, you know, is likely to play Origin. Trent Robo's already shown a willingness to play him off the bench in stints of like, he's played 35 and 36 minutes off the bench at stages this season and a 52-minute game. He's played three 80-minute games in a row. During that Origin period, you know, surely Robbo benches him again for the likes of Nat Butcher and Satili Tupanua, who will be fresh and will be firing and won't have that any lag from origin. So there could be, you know, a four, five, six-week origin period where he's coming off the bench and playing anywhere from 35 to 65 to 80 minutes. Um, at the same time, you know, you've got one of the best super good back rollers of all time at 514k. So where do you sit on him? And, and I suppose the whole back row debate of where would you go from David Fafita? Well, that was one of the world's longest questions. Um, so I'm just trying to wrap my head around the whole, <laughs> the whole spiel. Look, I think Fish knocked it on the head. Um, I started the year with him and got rid of him a couple of weeks in when he wasn't put, pumping out the scores. He's dirt cheap. So he's another one that, you know, if it doesn't work out, move him on. I don't think he plays Origin. Um, that's my call. I mean, the Chooks have been pretty clunky. clunky. I chucked in aside. This isn't Spy. I'm not going real down the spy path of um, pre-planning, but I've actually I had um, no room for him in the in the in the Origin side. Mm, I think okay. they might even go with Kaloa Matangi and Cam Murray in the back row with Isaiah Yell at lock, and then and then run a, a three forward bench yeah, with Fanuka. So so there's that's a risky take. You go maybe he doesn't play Origin. I'm going to pick him up. It's 500k. Running for the next couple of weeks. Um, pretty good round coming up. Um, that's my thoughts. I might toss and turn whether or not I don't own for feeder, so I don't have to thankfully think about that trade this week. But I do, I do own Cam Murray, so he's one that I don't think many have touched on. Obviously, will play Origin, but I mean, God, there's a straight swap from one gun back row to another, and Murray's a guy that you actually probably don't need to worry about um, getting rid of from here on in, barring injury. Well, Cam Murray is another one that I see issue with. Um, and I am a well-noted fanboy of the glorious Marn from Redfern. Um, he's just played massive minutes all season, averaging seven minutes per game. He is a bloke that I see playing big minutes in origin and getting early rests, if not full game rests, throughout that origin period, in which case, as much as it pains me to say it, I, I'm thinking I might have to wait till after the origin period fish. What, what do you reckon? Yeah. The, the trouble is I can see him playing big minutes in Origin as well. Um, so, and we know how intense Origin can be, as, as great as Murray is. Like, the, the positive would be that he's able to jag an attacking stat, so he may be able to do that a bit, even with limited minutes over the Origin period. But I just think at the price, you'll be able to get him cheaper uh, a bit later on, so it's worth waiting. The Bunnies play on the Saturday after Origin 1, so it's not a horrible turnaround, but it's, you know, the sun, 
<clears throat> the Sunday game would be a lot more pressure relieving. Yeah, look, I don't know. It's, it's tough. It's a tough one because I don't know how many minutes or rest you'll get over that period. But, you know, I'd, I'd tend to stray away from it as bad as I want him. Fellas. I'm just enjoying being a Cam Mariona. And, yeah. As you should be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And missing out on Haas and Fafita has just been – that's one thing I've sort of nailed this year. But, oh. I mean, he's so good. He does so much work. He barely misses the tackle. He can sniff a dry out. And he's the link man. So he's likely to, to get a couple of try assists in that. So. He was in my team all preseason until he didn't play a trial or any of that, didn't sat in the charity shield, and they were like, they were talking about injury concerns. I was like, oh, well, why would I pick someone who's injured? Next minute, he's going nuts. So anyway – here we are. No Ken Murray till about round 18 for the Kuma Stallions. It's a heartbreaker. Um, Fish, round nine, trades and skipper plans. Yeah, so I'm in a weird position of not owning Pappenhausen. Uh, so that kind of... <laughs> yeah, that kind of twists my arm a little bit for what my trade plans up. How, how do you watch the Melbourne games every week? <laughs> yeah, it's like... It's like Through closed eyes. Yeah, yeah. I have I have this fear of lightning with a mullet, um, and it it just sort of crops <laughs> up, and yeah, it's. I think I've got um, sort of some some stress related stuff that's happening as I watch. But anyway, uh, yeah, I I will probably go Pappenhausen. Uh, you for feeder down to uh, Tarson. Uh, who am I going out for Pappenhausen Snyder? Um, who everyone else already did. Um, I, yeah, I got myself in that conundrum uh, just with the structure of my team. I went early on tough. Um, one thing that I, I, I mentioned, I pondered Teddy, uh, and just he's at he's still at such a low price and pumping out those big base stats over the last couple of weeks. I I don't think I don't think I'll do it, but it's definitely mulling over in my in my mind. So that could be an option. Um, skipper wise. Uh, I like Hines as the Sunday elbow skipper against the Warriors, and that just gives you the plethora of VC options in every game before that. Um, probably mm. the, the fullback that I get in, I'd say. I like that, mate, because nearly everyone will go pappy. So it's, you know, obviously there's risk involved, but Sunday Arvo at Shark Park, mate, he could go very big in that one against the Warriors. And it's just on Teddy, 20 tackle breaks in the last two games after everyone sold. And he's also had 45 runs or something in the last two weeks. Um, so doing a job after a rough little patch there. Mooney, trade skippers, round nine. Yeah, I had a look earlier. I think I've still got um, Josh Curran in my side where he picked up that injury. Yep. Sort of half thought maybe uh, maybe it's not as bad and he comes back for round 13, yada, yada. Um, I think I might go into Mahamoli, Olakowatu. Now that he's back and Turbo's back, and Manly won't lose a game from here on in. Um, oh. My other trade is probably <laughs> my other trade's probably um, Cobo. Heard that Cobo now, Clem. I hope you're sitting down when you listen to this, but I think I'm going to trade out Selwyn Cobo for Tuss. Um, the other one that does pique my interest is is Garrick Rube. So, do I then go current downgrade to someone and, and bring in Garrick instead using that cash of current? Um, touching on skippers, I like the idea of um, uh, Nico Hines, but geez, I might throw a VC option on Cody on tomorrow night and hope he goes nuts against the the Bronx, and then work out whether I go Pappenhausen or. or um, I don't mind a cheeky VC on Cody, uh, especially if Payne has out the Bronx fish. Yeah, I was just going to say, Moose. So as a Manly fan, and you mentioned Olakwato. With Turbo coming back, do you have any concern that his role diminishes a little bit? Uh, just anecdotally over the years, they tend to hit their edge back rollers a bit more when Turbo's been out, uh, and that's been more of a play for DCE, but you probably watch the games closer than I do. What do you reckon? Yeah, it's a good shout, Fish. The, um, the thing that Turbo does, though, and I think we saw it in those first couple of rounds, he sort of gets double man, triple team yeah. a lot. And using him as a number at the back when they maybe move that edge back or across, Chez loves hitting Molly short. So it just sort yeah. of opens up with that, that three man just sort of tends to shift wider a bit. Um, maybe it does. The dude, the bike still has a 60 like base average. So 
He gets through a whole heap of work and he can sniff a try out just diving over a ball. He got Simbin the other week and still scored 70. So, yeah, maybe it does diminish, but I think they could probably use Turbo, especially leading into Origin, come back from an injury. Maybe they don't tend to use him as much um, and use more of a decoy and hit those short men like, um, I don't know, her back rower this week is. Maybe Menzies isn't coming back. Everyone else is <laughs> injured or suspended. I think it's some bloke named Josh Schuster. <laughs> oh, that big fella. Oh, he's looking <laughs> thick, isn't he? Jesus, how good's he looking? Oh, mate, you settle down over there. You, you're not even in the top eight. Raiders, Raiders are nearly ahead of you. Do you want to double-check that? No. Nah. Um, well, he's the Kuma Stallions. Nico Hines is finally coming into my team. Uh, it's been a gruelling watch for Nico, but I reckon I've got out of it all right. The last three weeks against some pretty soft opposition – He's got a three-round average of 66. So I've got out of that okay, all things considered. But I'll be going early on Black Blake Taft to Nico Hines. Um, for the record, I do think Taft is a hold. There's more money to be made there. But it's just my avenue to Hines with Pappy and Teddy at fullback. So cannot wait to get him in. Uh, other trade to fund that. I'm not locked into this one just yet because there's so many good cheapies. But there'll be a cheapie coming in. And I think it'll probably be Lachlan Ilias down to Tamari Martin. Um, at this stage, and then that that means I'm holding David for feeder, and I'll look to move him on to Papali'i or whoever it might be next round. So that's where sitting at the moment. Captain Ryan Pappenhausen, who else? And VC, also a few options, but probably Cody Walker at this stage, uh, despite not being completely convinced on him. Fellas, let's jump into a few questions, and then we'll wrap it up from there. Question from Maddie Broom. SC Playable, Big Bash contributor, gun, fantasy sport player, good fella. 200K in the bank. Is it worth upgrading Arrow and J King or just hold trades for now and start saving a few fish? Yeah, 200K is probably a bit much to hold for me. Uh, I, I think J King's Pete's and I'd be happy to upgrade him. Uh, Arrow, yeah. I'd probably upgrade King first, but you toss up a coin job that one. Um, yeah, I, I tend to prefer to hold around 100k in the bank max, so you may as well go now for mine and get those points. Yeah, uh, and I'm with you. Both of them, I think, have to go before Origin, but before that round 13, I should say. But at the same time, no urgency on that one. Mooney, Cam Richardson. I have nine players so far for the first buy round. If Cooler and Vialia both play, is Sam Walker to Munster a good trade or should I keep Walker until after the buy? Which is a good one because as Fish said, he's coming up a nine or something, but uh, you want to sell him, but he's a handy little number for that round 13, isn't he? I think if you've still got Sammy Walker now, you might as well hold him to round 13. I mean, he's shown he can score points. Chooks, Chooks run still good. The Munster trade I like. I've had Munster all year. But, oh, look, he, he's got that tendency to have that really good game against a really top side and then sort of f- feed her off to a 30 when everyone else is getting the points and he got an early spell last week. Answer, Cam, mate, if you've still got Sam Walker by now, I'd probably hold on to him, keep that extra number. Fish, question from Jay John. Trade out AFB even though he plays Dubai. Got to start hemorrhaging cash. Well, I don't think you'll start hemorrhaging cash, but what's your take? Would you hold or sell the big boy? Yeah, I'd hold probably just because of the lack of options in front row and assuming you've got some decent cover there uh, or some decent other options. So, yeah, he's down to 490K now. I don't think he's going to hemorrhage too much more cash. Hold, who knows? He may even get over for a try in the next couple of rounds. Agreed, mate. Can, like Jai Arrow, can't uh, jag an attacking stat to save himself. I think AFB's a hold till 13, and then nearly a certain sell after round 13 if he doesn't start freeing the arm a little bit more. Mooney, take the manly goggles off if you can. Hugh Winchester, Josh Schuster over Cody as a pod 5A play. Do we like Schuster as a supercoach play in coming weeks or not? Jeez, I liked him as a supercoach play last year. Um, look, I don't think that's probably the good move. Yeah, he gives you a, an option at, at um, on round 13. Weigh that up, how many numbers you got. Mate, If, if you, it's your side. I think a couple of times this year I've just gone, what's my gut feel on that last trade? And it's worked out pretty well. 
if, if you're leaning towards that way, mate, pull the trigger, go for it and enjoy it. Cody Walker for me, for the record. Uh, Fish, one that snuck under the radar. This one's from Hads at Grow Active. Joe Tapani at 9% ownership averages 60 points at front row forward. Uh, obviously got that round 13 coverage, sticky playing funny buggers with the minutes of his pack. Uh, Taps does seem to be, you know, one of his go-to blokes. The last, well, I mean, the last four weeks, minutes have been 53, 45, 56, 60. So much better than the mid-40s he played the first four rounds. But in not a lot of game time, scoring pretty well. What do you reckon on Joe Tapney? Yeah, actually, I had a look at him to start the season because he's clearly got a license to, to offload. Uh, so, and and he's got all the ability in the world to, to offload and to, to get across the line. So, I don't mind it at, at all, to be honest. Um, BE44, yeah, uh, I, I can I can see something there if, um, if you came for a punt. Um, nice little pot, I reckon. Yeah. I just, because the Raiders have such an abundance of back row depth and they're losing games and we don't have a bloody clue what Sticky's going to do with that pack. He's one that I, I'd just try and wait until round 13 and if he gets named to start, you know, there's a you know, back on the bench or something, then we can lock him in. Alternatively, if he does have a big week, I know it sucks to miss it, but if he's got the low break even he's going to go up in cash a lot, then do it. But I just... I just don't trust those minutes at the Raiders, but it, like, it's a really good shout because he hasn't been talked about too much as a result uh, of that form going on. Fellas, let's wrap that one up for this week for the SC Playbook podcast. Moons, you've been all right, mate. You, you may even get another start. It was a Josh Schuster-like return. Um, <laughs> what, a lot? Getting of, in. What, a 20-point line? Just, just a thick boy on the edge. <laughs> Uh, Fish, mate, tremendous as always, and thanks for a, a very strong 2023 debut. 2022, more so, should I say. <laughs> Another faux pas, Timmy. Mate, I've recorded about 48 hours of podcast in the last 24 hours. Make it, make sense of that, if you will, because I've lost the plot. You've been good, though, Fish. Just <laughs> thanks, take the <mate>. compliment. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks for fellas. Cheers. And good luck this week.